0: Hello, and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Monday, August 3rd, and I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here with my partner in crime, Mr. NBA himself, Andrew Hansen. How are you? I, I'm going to say tonight, <laughs> uh, the, the night before, very, very late. It's actually really not the night. It's almost KBO time. Well, it is.
1: It is where I am. It's funny. When you said, you know, this is August 3rd, I was thinking, well, it's going, it's the podcast for August 3rd. But then I looked down and it is actually August 3rd here (laughs) early in the morning. We just wanted to watch the late games again and, uh, you know, get this podcast out early because we have these middle of the day, early afternoon starts now in the bubble. So, yeah, it's hard to keep track of what day it is, what slate we're on. But we've got all the games written down so we know we got six games slate. Uh, yep. so let's have some fun.
0: Well it's you know, they say be careful what you wish for. We kept touting and getting all fired up for around the clock basketball. <laughs> and I know it's awesome, but it's it's exhausting, that's for sure. Yeah. Trying to watch all the games and, and be prepared. But it's been a fun day today. We got it we had a good sweat tonight in basketball. We had a great day in major league baseball and uh, you know, we just keep it rolling. So uh, we're excited about this slate. It's a six-game NBA slate. Uh, there are three teams, I believe, on a, a back-to-back that's right. second That's night and two teams on the front end of a back-to-back. And that's important. You want to share those with the listeners?
1: Yeah, so game one, Miami's on the front end of a back-to-back, so that's going to be a challenge against Toronto. Mm-hmm. And then game three... Both teams are involved in it. Indiana's on the front end, and we know they have lots of injuries. So they'll probably rest guys and then play the other guys game, too. And the Wizards are on the uh, second night of a back-to-back. So whoever plays for Indiana is going to get tired legs for the Wizards. They're already bad defensively. Yeah. Uh, Next game, Memphis back-to-back, and they've got to deal with the Pels. And that's going to be a fun matchup, you know, those teams fighting for the And a playoff race in the West. It's like a playoff game itself. Yeah. And then the Spurs, second night of a back-to-back, and they have to deal with the 76ers. So, uh, you know,
0: interesting and and important dynamic there. Yeah, absolutely. No no doubt about it. Well, before we jump in, I want to really thank our uh, presenting sponsors. That is MyBookie.ag. It's a place to go for all your sports wagering and casino action. Go to mybookie.ag or dfscoachtalk.com and sign up with the promo code COACHTALK, no space, and you receive an exclusive offer of a 100% bonus all the way up to $1,000 on your first deposit. And just for being a listener to our DFS Coach Talk podcast, you receive a free $25 Uh, Play. So you got to love that. And also TVG.com. It's the number one horse racing site on the planet. Uh, Go to uh, DFScoachTalk.com or TVG.com. Same promo code, CoachTalk, no space. And you get the famous risk free $300 bet, which is a great offer. Try to hit for some big bankroll, or you get uh, TVG refunds your whole $300. So you got to love it. So we really appreciate uh, both of them. A couple of things real quickly here. Again, you know, it's wee hours of the morning, the night before these games. So make sure to follow the process. We've got this. I will post this here this evening. So on your way to work or whenever you want to listen in the morning, you can check out the podcast. Make sure, though, to jump on our Twitter and follow us uh, throughout uh, prior to start. It's a 1.30 p.m. Eastern for the first game and a 12.30 Central. Now, uh, FanDuel has all six games on their main slate, and so we'll be covering all six of those. DraftKings only has five. They start with the second game at 3 o'clock. So uh, just a little bit difference there, but we will be in there before both locks, 30 minutes before lock. So uh, you're listening to the podcast, following us on Twitter, and then jump in 30 minutes before lock, for the DraftKings slate and the FanDuel slate because, uh, you know, there's going to be some news that happens. Uh, right now we only have three out of the six games uh, with the game line up at mybookie.ag uh, because there is some question marks on some players. So uh, definitely follow that with us. And if as far as the Twitter piece, at uh, DFS Coach Talk is where you can find all of us. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Mr. Hansen is at Language Olympic. We have Shane at D-E-T Sports Shane. And uh, those are our main basketball guys. If you do want to check out some of the articles for golf and KBO and different some different things like that, you can still follow at Freddie Mills 7. Uh, he is still a part of the team for good, I hope. Uh, We love having Freddie as part of the squad. Okay, we're going to talk about a couple of things. I'm not going to read through an exhausting list of guys, Andrew. I'm going to save you that as far as injuries and question marks and all of that. I'm just going to go over five key players for tomorrow that are on this initial list. Uh, Bam Adebayo is listed as probable. He tweaked a quad, but uh, more than likely should play. We still have this 50-50 Malcolm Brogdon news, uh, which, you know, was a big deal because they they moved him to 60% to start last time. It was trending to he was going to play, and then he was a fairly late scratch. So definitely keep your eyes open on, on Malcolm. Uh, Jamal Murray and Victor Oladipo are two guys that I don't believe are going to lace him up tomorrow. Murray for the Nuggets and Oladipo for the Pacers are both listed as doubtful. And then uh, Andrew's great call from the other night, Royce O'Neill is probable. Uh, he, he more than likely will suit it up, and they're going to need him against the Lakers. So that's the initial early news uh, there, and you know we'll continue to fill that in. So... Let's go game by game. We've got the first game in the morning, 1.30 Eastern, 12.30. Oh, you know, I do have some preliminary lines here. This is beautiful. We can do lines for every game. So we've got – they just popped up there. Uh, They're right on target. So we've got the Toronto Raptors at the Miami Heat, a fantastic game. Um, This should be real entertaining to watch. Um, We've got right now um, the – Toronto Raptors, minus two and a half. Um, The over-unders are not up, so we'll just go over the straight lines uh, for now uh, for some of these games. Some of them do have over-unders. This game does not because Bam Adebayo is listed as probable, and that would move the line for sure. The projected lineup, real quickly, starting for Toronto would be Lowry, Van Vliet, Ananobi, Siakam, and Gasol, and for the Heat, Nunn, Butler, Robinson, Crowder, uh, and Adebayo. That's who they uh, went with the last game. Jimmy Butler had a personal issue issue yesterday. I guess he had something to deal with, but he's fine. He's back, and he is confirmed in the lineup tomorrow. So what do you think about game one? Very intriguing game that I'm looking forward to watching.
1: Yeah, it should be a good battle. They've had two close ones, one higher scoring that went to overtime, 121-110. The other one, a defensive battle, 84-76. Yeah. Miami Miami victorious in both. And I'm going to talk about this one a little bit from the perspective of the showdown slate on DraftKings.
0: Okay. As mentioned,
1: it is a separate game on DraftKings. It's part of the main slate on FanDuel. But you got the showdown slate on DraftKings and then a five-game main slate. So. If you're going to play this early game, uh, I'm going to give you a couple pointers here, a uh, couple angles to to use. Number one is I'm probably going to fade Lowry. I think he's overpriced in this. He looked excellent against the Lakers, but he's the most expensive guy on this slate, and you know uh, Miami's done a great job against him. He had a two for 18 game against him, including 0 for 11 from three point land. Oh, cool. So I think, uh, you know, they've got his number. He's going to be a little tired. Uh, and I I don't think he deserves to be by far the most expensive guy. So I'm going to fade him and I'm going to use a fair amount of Mr. Butler, your guy who you were on in the first matchup. And he looked great. He was really aggressive, you know, really looking for his shot, penetrating. And uh, if that personal issue's cleared up and he's ready to go, uh, he's the fourth, expen- fourth most expensive guy. So I think he's probably going to be the captain in most of my lineups here. And then I don't think I'll be able to fade Siakam. Um, just too good, uh, too balanced. And the pricing here for these other uh, sort of peripheral players is is a little bit high. Um, so I, I don't I don't see how you could fade. Especially if I'm going to fade Lowry, I don't think you could also fade Siakam. So that's the key build there. And we'll give a couple other plays to our members in Discord tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I'll attack this game from the FanDuel side. You know, I'm absolutely perplexed on FanDuel. I have played Lowry a ton. I love Lowry. And he's been moderately to underpriced almost all year. Do you know that he is the sixth? Most expensive player in all of Fanduel on all twelve teams plan. Is wow. that crazy? The he's, algorithm he's, for both sites just
1: went nuts after they that They went first nuts game. on him. Yeah.
0: I mean, he's he's the same price as Autobio. He's more expensive than Butler, Simmons, Siakam, and I could keep going. Jeez. It's nuts. Wow. So Kyle Lowry at eighty-three hundred on Fanduel is a complete fade for me. I mean, not only you know, is he probably a little gassed? I, I can't see that he can. You know, that that price increase is just ridiculous. So, you know, I'm I'm with you there. I, you know, these two teams, two of the better coaches in in the league, in Nurse and Spolster for sure. And you know, I don't see this game being uh, a super high scoring game. And I wish we had the line on this one. It's the only one that doesn't have the over under posted right now, but I got to think that it's going to be pretty low. Uh, these two teams can battle, <clears throat> and I think that uh, you know it, it'll have a playoff feel to it because they're both going to want to show something. They hope to meet in the in the Eastern Final uh, if they can get past Milwaukee, either one of them. Um, but you know, I this this game just seems to me like an overpriced game where I think a lot of people are going to be tempted to want to roster some people early, uh, specifically on FanDuel. And, uh, you know, I I just don't see a lot of value here. I I always love Jimmy Butler as well. He's playing great. But, you know, I I think pricing-wise, I don't know what the personal issue is, if he's going to be distracted at all. Uh, And then Bam not being completely 100% uh, with, with that quad strain, you know, and then, of course, uh, Lowry and Siakam are just so expensive. You know, maybe the play here is Fred Van Vliet. Uh You know, he's consistent. He has a tendency to pick things up when Lowry gets a little break. He's 6,600 on FanDuel, so he's almost 2,000 less than Lowry, and I think he's a reasonable play, especially if, you know, he gets some run at point when Lowry gets a rest. So, that's one guy i'd look at i mean you always have to kid uh, you know consider siakam but i'll tell you uh spolster sets up a tremendous team defense and i know he's gonna focus on stopping uh siakam before anybody else so i think they'll rotate guys around athletic guys like derrick jones jr and you know they'll rotate on siakam to try to make it as difficult as possible so for me, Andrew, this is mostly a fade game because uh, I respect these teams uh, defensively. And the only guy that that may make a lineup for me because of the potential to put up a 50-point fantasy day uh, at a reasonable price is Fred Van Vliet.
1: Yeah, I like that price on FanDuel. That's, that's nice. All
0: right, let's go to game two. It's 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Uh, Central. Indiana Pacers at the Washington Wizards, so this ought to be extremely interesting when you consider the fact that was just a tweet that came in from Freddie Mills. He must be talking KBO. All right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, the Pacers are dinged up, and we know Washington, the majority of their team's not there. I'm I'm still riding high on the performance from Thomas Bryan today. I, I had him plugged in on everything, and he was fantastic. But... Can he repeat that, you know, on a back-to-back? I don't know, man. It's going to be tough. But right now, uh, the line is the Pacers by six and a half, and the over/unders two twenty-seven and a half. Thanks to our friends at MyBookie.ag. the The lineups as of now look: uh, Brogdon being fifty-fifty. We don't know if he's going to go. Um, then we have the Holiday brothers, Aaron and Justin with T.J. Warren and Miles Turner. And then uh, the Wizards, if they stick with the same group, they'd go Napier, Bonga, Brown, Hashimura, and Bryant. So, you know, interesting game. We know uh, the woes of Washington's defense. Uh, the question is, you know, how is T.J. Warren going to show after a 53-point game, and how is this uh, game going to unfold half is a really decent over-under. So, you know, they're obviously Vegas understands Washington's poor D. You know, the other question I have for you, Andrew, when you break this down, I know Indiana's dinged up, but did they blow out Washington?
1: Mm, good question. Um, so many moving parts in this game. Uh, it's, you know, critical that we know who the backcourt is for Indiana. Um, because if, you know, if Brogdon and Oladipo are, are out, that changes everything. Right. If only if, if assuming just Oladipo's out and Brogdon plays, you know, then it's a much tougher decision because Holiday and T.J. McConnell, their prices have gone up. And that's really this, the beginning of the theme for me here on the main slate on DraftKings is that a lot of these value plays are priced up 500 to a thousand from where they've been. And some of these studs are priced up, you know, close to a thousand as well. The pricing got really challenging, really quickly on this slate on DraftKings. And you yeah. look at Aaron Aaron Holiday at 5K. I mean, that's where I would start. He had a great game, 15, five, and 10 against Philly. So uh, I'm going to look at him. But if Brogdon's in there, he's only 6.2. So you could uh, you could just go with Brogden. I, I mean, I. I do plan to have one of those guys in a bunch of my lineups and you mentioned TJ Warren. What an incredible game. You know, he's one of these guys that immediately got priced up all of a sudden he's 7.4. Um, so, you know, maybe he's worth a shot in a couple lineups. You'll ride the hot hand. I mean, he's got to be feeling so great. 53 points, just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but, uh, On the flip side, you know, the the funny thing about the pricing with the Wizards is Thomas Bryant, he got priced up quickly to 6.3. The other guy, the guy who went down in price is Rui. And I know in general, you like to play him. You like his skill. And at 5.8, after a price dip, one of the only guys on this slate, I may have some exposure to him. He didn't get many shots last game. No. Uh, So I hope that that uh, turns around here. But uh, I sure like that price tag.
0: Yeah. You you know, he's my first. You read my mind. You know who I like. And I think he's, you know, the best player right now for the Wizards. I really do. He's a threat to, you know, uh, post up. He can play multiple positions. The fact that his price went down, you know, the the bottom line was Nate. uh, You had a combination of Troy Brown, Jr. and. Bryant that couldn't miss and you know so Rui's not a you know didn't get in the way he's, he sat for a while because of, of the run they were on and then uh, you know just just didn't get the ball because those guys were so hot but I think at that price he's a great great play uh, he's my favorite wizard uh, by a mile in that game I think he's very playable you know I want to uh, update something here on the latest info with Uh, The Pacers, two key guys, I'm almost positive Oladipo will not play based on what I read here. Coach McMillan is planning on sitting him uh, for this game on Monday and then playing him on Tuesday when they have a back to back. So I'm not going to have him in any lineups. He's listed as doubtful right now. Malcolm Brogdon is still listed as questionable. But here's what I'm going to say on this one. I'm building my lineups. And I'm going to have Malcolm Brogdon in there. And I'm going to tell you why. I think that his injury is not serious. They wanted to be overcautious. He went through, it says right here, Coach McMillan confirmed Brogdon participated in Sunday's walkthrough. So, I mean, he's I, he almost played the other game and just sat. It's just a, a little neck tweak. It's not like it's something lower extremity. So, I think Brogdon plays. I think he... Without Oladipo in there, you know, he gets his 25, 30 minutes even if it's a little less than normal at the price he's at. I mean, he's down there with some guys that were $4,000 two days ago. So I think Brogdon's a sharp play that people are going to be afraid to utilize uh, because of the questionable tag. So, you know, that those are my nuggets in that game. Uh, and. You know, 227 and a half is decent. And, you know, there are some other playable people here. But as far as is what I like, I like Rui from the, the Wizards side. And I think, you know, I'm very comfortable to roll out Brogdon. I, it's hard not to play a second pacer because of the lack of defense by the Wizards. So, I mean, you can go back to TJ Warren and it's not chasing points. It's just the, the sheer aspect of... You know, if, if Oladipo's out of there, they, obviously they don't have Sabonis, you know, and, and Miles Turner doesn't ever step up. So, I mean, who's going to score? It's, it, Warren's their go-to guy. And uh, I think people will say, well, I don't want to, you know, chase. He just had 53 real points. Uh, I think he's playable. So I'm, I'm comfortable to roll out Brogdon and Warren uh, and Rui on the other side. Yeah, the only thing with Brogdon and the
1: neck is it. It, it would, This is one of those things where it'd really be nice to know exactly how much it's impacting him because you get some sort of, you know, neck or shoulder tightness that can completely throw off your shot. You know, if you're feeling a little bit of a twinge when you're about to shoot, you, that's just not going to work. You need to be relaxed. And so, I just got to hope that if he if he suits it up, you know, he's more like 90 percent and it's it's not going to hold him back it's just something that it uh slowed him down for a couple of days but with a lot of treatment you know he'll be near 100% yeah
0: i hey the three or four years i played i had multiple twinges and i got through it so <laughs> <laughs> everything was twinging yeah. but uh no i mean i did read that it wasn't serious so i just think it was literally like a stiff neck you probably slept wrong on one of the pillows there that he's not used to using. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure they have a doctor chiropractor guide snapping them around. He, I think he's going to be okay. I mean, if it was, if it was legs, ankles, whatever, you know, then you, you worry about load management, but if he's okay to go the next, not bothering, bothering him, I don't think he'd be on a real limits, uh, minutes restriction at all. So, uh, It's going to be a good game though for sure. All right, next game it actually starts uh, at the same time. What are they doing? They always stagger them. So we got a 4 p.m. 3 Central, yeah, same exact time. Uh, Denver Nuggets and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Right now, mybookie.ag has this as Thunder minus four and a half and a slim, tiny, little, minuscule 216 and a half, which is one of the lower numbers in the last three days. There's one other low one on the board, but uh, that is the lowest one. So does that, you know, the question is, is that going to affect the decision? Uh, We know that Jamal Murray more than likely will not play. So it's looking as though the lineup, if they repeat, will be Monte Morris, Craig, Porter, Millsap, and the Joker uh, going up against Paul, Gilgis Alexander, Lugans Dort. I love that name. Gallinari, and Mr. Steven Adams. So what's your take on this one? Well, it's,
1: you know, I do expect it to be a little bit of a slugfest, not a high-scoring game. But because of the moving parts on the Denver side, you got to consider these value plays. But they're in that group that got priced up, Monte Morris 5K, Torrey Craig 4.5, Porter 4.5. I think the first guy I'm going to target there is Porter Jr. You know, he looked like a young player in that first game, mentally just not not really there, dumb fouls, uh, just not playing up to his potential, you know, a little bit of back and forth with Coach Malone. So I, I just got to figure he's going to be in a better mindset. He's going to get himself right, come out mentally. And the one thing he did do in that game against Miami was he was jacking. I mean, he was not hesitating with this opportunity, so I, I am going to use a lot of Porter here, hope that he has his head on a little bit more, a little straighter, and, uh, you know, he takes advantage of that terrific offensive skill set that he has. On the OKC side, one price and past performance jumped out at me. That's Steven Adams, averaging 48 fantasy points against Denver this year. He's only 5.4. So I like him in the center position. And Shea Gilgis-Alexander, he's only $6K. Uh, again, price just doesn't quite make sense to me on, on a slate where everybody's expensive. That seems a little bit too cheap for him.
0: For Shea, yeah. Yeah.
1: You
0: know, I think he's underpriced. I mean, yep. I, I absolutely think he's underpriced. The only problem is there's a couple of things here that bother me. Uh, let me say this to begin with. I am fading this game, and I'm sprinting from this game. In fact, I'm not even going to watch this game. I'm going to (laughs) watch the other game at 4 (laughs) o'clock. I think this game sucks for DFS, to put it bluntly, and let me explain why. Monte Morris, Morris, who a lot of people go to with Murray out, has to go against Chris Paul, you know, world-class defender, first-team all-defense in his career. Tory Craig is a fantastic defender, and yeah. he's going to be draped on Shea. So Shea's price is tempting, but he's getting one of the better uh, perimeter defenders in the league, in my opinion. Then I, I'm going to say this now, and, and I'll, t- I'll tell you, I don't like Michael Porter. I think that he's overrated. I think he's soft. I think he's a troublemaker, and I, I apologize if these things are – Offensive to any Nuggets fans or Porter fans. I just don't like his his look out there. He seems like a selfish player to me. Uh, I've seen him have little quips back and forth with the coach. I just don't like him. I don't like his body language. I think he makes stupid mistakes. He looks like he's forcing it. And he's just, he's not a guy that I'd want on my squad. And I, I think that Jeremy Grant is way better and I, he's going to split minutes with them at the small forward. So Porter will not make my team. In fact, I'd probably <laughs> cut, cut the guy. Um, Millsap too old, the Joker too expensive for, for Oklahoma city. You know, this is not going to be a fast paced game, either direction. And, you know, Chris Ball's going to control it again. You know, Alexander's a really solid defender. Dort's a solid defender Gallo. I'm still furious. I'd, don't understand why he has 15 fantasy points in the first six or seven minutes of every game and then like five the rest of the game. I, right. Does he get gassed after five or six minutes? I don't know what the hell's going on. And then, you know, Adams, I can see his price isn't bad, but I just don't want to fill my center spot that I need a big contribution with, from with a guy that, you know, gets in foul trouble. Isn't a huge scorer. They don't run plays for him at all. He gets what he gets just by scrapping. And they like to play Nerland's Noel a decent amount, too. So this game stinks. I'm not playing anybody on it. And uh, I'm ready to move on.
1: Well, I got to follow up on your Porter commentary because I got a kick out of it. You know, for those of you who are new to the program, this this fellow here, Joe Sarvati, we call (laughs) him coach because he is a longtime coach. And it sure sounded like he was talking about the coach that had the whistle around his neck and was making cuts for his team. But, you know, let's not forget, this is not a real life team we're making here. This is DFS. And I agree with all of those eye test points that you just made on Porter, every single one of them. I agree completely. But that being said, I will play him in DFS because of his offensive skill, the fact that he's he is selfish. He's going to take a lot of shots. Um, and again, price tag and opportunity. Uh,
0: that's why I'll I'll have him in some lineups. Well, my point there wasn't like a personal nature of like, I don't like the guy. I, he wouldn't play for me. I'm saying. <laughs> Are you sure? Well, yeah. uh, that's I true. See, it sounded no, like you're ready to. That put, is 100 uh, percent true.
1: Jeremy but, Grant on the squad <laughs> he gets the varsity jersey. <laughs>
0: I am not saying for one second I wouldn't cut Porter's ass for my own squad. I, I tr- trust me. What I'm saying is I, if if I'm seeing that certainly coach Malone and the other players on the floor are seeing that. So yeah. my point is how hard are these other guys going to play to help Porter to get better and be a strong contributor if they're feeling standoffish at all from them. And if he you know, Malone's a hard on the sleeve kind of coach. If he gets ticked off enough at him, he'll sit him. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, he was ready to play earlier when they took him as a rookie, and, and he made him sit for a while. So, you know, I, I get what you're saying, and, and I know I personalize that stuff, and it's true, but I, I mean it from the perspective of, I think, the you know, his team, how is that going to affect his DFS numbers overall? And, you know, I just don't see the guy – being more than a 20, 25 fantasy point guy, max. And, uh, and you got to hope for that in my opinion. So we'll see. I could be wrong. I know, I know my son Dawson thinks Porter's great. He loves him. He thinks he can play. I mean, he is 6'10 or whatever and, and can stroke it, but I just, I just don't like him. I I just don't think he's a fit. Uh, and we'll see how he goes. All right, we move on. Um, 6.30 Eastern, 5.30 Central, Memphis Grizzlies, New Orleans Pelicans. The the Memphis – I'm sorry, the Pelicans are a a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, They're really in the position of fighting for their lives now. They're about ready to get themselves eliminated with, uh, you know, again, I I, I love coaches. I respect coaches. But watching Alvin Gentry coach is not a pretty thing, man. I I don't think – I don't think he has, for the last 10 years, had a good concept of head coaching. I, you know, he's he's a great gentleman and a, a a very very good guy, but I just as a head coach, I don't see it. I don't I don't believe that he's the guy to lead this young Pelicans team into the future. I would be shocked if they didn't move him like to the front office and get a, a better coach, a younger coach with a vision in there for next season but that albeit said um the over under in this game is 238 and a half and here's the amazing thing is you've got the pelicans with an implied total of 121 and a half that is i think one of the biggest we've seen if not the biggest in the last three days grizzlies aren't far behind with a 117 but again a back-to-back so you know we'll see how that rolls the projected lineup for the Grizz are Morant, Brooks, Slowmo, who's exactly that a Slowmo. I would not. Uh, I think you'll get more action out of the bench guys, and he didn't even finish the last game, so <clears throat> he's not a, a one to consider. Triple J, who's playing great ball, and Joe Val, and then for the Pelicans, the, the regular ball: Holiday, Ingram, Zion, and Derek Favors. So, what do you think about this? High-scoring shootout that is somewhat a playoff game for that eight-nine spot in the West. Yeah, I'd like to get some exposure to the Pelicans. Uh, they need it,
1: and Memphis is on the back-to-back, so you think they'll have an edge. They they really threw out a dud their last game, so they need to respond. But uh, you got to pay for it. You know, Drew Drew Holiday and Ingram. The two guys I'm looking at the most, Drew's at 8.7. Ingram is 8.1. So that'll be a tough choice. On the Memphis side, Brandon Clark is the guy who seems the cheapest. I mean, that's my big challenge here on this slate. I'm just going to try to keep looking for guys that aren't drastically overpriced. And he's another guy that jumped out at me as, as somebody who I could use here in an in a up-tempo game. I think it fits his game perfectly and I like his price tag.
0: Interesting. Very interesting. Um for me in this game, I think on FanDuel, Brandon Ingram at seventy four hundred, considering all the terrible pricing, is I think that's stealing. I mean he is mm-hmm. he's cheaper than Morant, Holiday, Chris Paul, DeRozan, on down the line. So I mean the guy is a go to guy. He's He's a scorer, and you know, I think I think he's a terrific play here, um, just based on price alone. Uh, a couple other things: John Morant, no interest in this game. You know, he play he's been playing great ball. Yes, I I agree with that. <clears throat> he's a terrific challenge or talent, and you know, this game is a high scoring game, but he gets he probably draws Drew Holiday, and that Drew Holiday is a blanket, and you know, he's going to take, he's going to run jaw hard. And I think this, this might be a uh, one of these rookie games that, you know, drew holiday hands to him a little bit. So I'm a little hesitant on the price with jaw. Um, you know, it's hard not to like the way triple J's playing. I mean, he had a really solid uh, couple of games here, hit a incredible three from the corner uh, to, to tie that game uh, today, but you know, he's just playing solid. Uh, and I, I think he's a, a good play. You know, the center I'm looking at big time here is Joe Val. I mean, he gets to go against f- slow mo favors, uh, and he's just outsizes them. And he, I think he's going to out, you know, uh, muscle him, And he's he's just as quick. So I think Joe Val's a great opportunity here. He didn't get extended long minutes because they went with uh, Clark a lot in this last game. And, you know, I think Joe Val plays his 30 minutes and, and really gets it done and can dominate in, in the paint. Um, you know, when they put, uh, they'll put Jackson Hayes in there to play him a little. And I think he'll just muscle the living daylights out of him. So Joe Val's my favorite play on this side from the Grizzlies. Um, certainly got to consider Triple J. And then as far as the, the Pelicans, I mean, let's face it, with this type of a, over-under and these two, powerful scoring teams you're going to have to have some exposure in this game probably on both sides so whether you one or two you know off one side or the other i think you got to look at this uh as far as somebody that's it's, it's really good to good to suit up now my question is this so let me ask you this opinion because this is what i'm trying to figure out dylan brooks is a really quality defender john moran is still learning who does Dylan Brooks guard? Drew Holiday or Lonzo Ball, or do they put him on Brandon Ingram?
1: Yeah, I know. I was I was trying to I was trying to sort that through as well. I think I think they've got to have slow mo on Ingram, um, and so it will be one of those two guys that you mentioned. I think I, I think they put jaw on Drew Holiday. Uh, and Brooks on Lonzo just because you know Drew's really been handling the ball more, Lonzo's been spotting up, and Brooks is used to playing more on the wing defensively. Uh, and so that's one more reason why I do like Drew better than Lonzo here. I think he'll have the better matchup. I think jaw is going to guard Drew.
0: Well, I'm I, you, you could be right, and you know I sort of lean that way too. I'm going to do as much digging as possible between now and uh, lock to figure that out because I really, I mean, it, it literally is that big of a deal to me. If Brooks is going to majority of the time guard Ball, then I'm going Holiday. If he's going to guard Holiday, then I'm going Ball because I think Jaw and and the players that come off the bench for Jaw. Uh, I just don't think are as good at defenders, and I know those rotations will change, but, you know, if I can be confirmed that, you know, 25, 30 minutes that uh, Jaw's going to guard one of those two, then, then that's the direction that I'm going to go, uh, along with Ingram. I think Ingram at that price is a free square, in my opinion. I know he's not that cheap, but comparatively speaking with the other players in that price range, Um I'm done with the Zion experiment. Forget that. I don't even want to think about it. Who knows if he's going to play, not going to play much, play some, this short spurts bull crap that they're doing. I just don't want to even touch it. And uh, I say that and he'll probably have like 25 dunks. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, that's, that's where I'm going in this game. I do think you need some exposure, and I think there are some good plays uh, to be had price-wise. But I'd steer from from falling for a few of these guys that uh, I don't think are going to fit.
1: Yeah, it's just funny. I mean, if they gave him 25 minutes, he might have 25 dunks. But at 7,800 on drafts, That's expensive. no way. I, I'll pay 81 for Ingram or 87 for Drew. I'm with
0: you completely. All right, Game 5, San Antonio Spurs on a back-to-back. They had a big win against the Philadelphia 76ers who – Man, the Twitter world was blowing up. Sixers fans having a heart attack about Brett Brown and everybody squawking. And it's, yeah, they need to rate the ship in Philly pretty quickly. They are a seven-point favorite against the Spurs. I'll tell you, I watched, I know, I'm comfortable to say, and I don't mean to be cocky, but I think I know the players in this league as good as anybody out there watching the games. And I turned it on, and I'm looking at the court And I see two guys out there. And I'm looking and I'm looking. And actually, for a second, there were three guys. I said, who in the hell is on the court for San Antonio? I had to look twice. Well, they played. uh, First of all, I didn't know Lonnie Walker cut all that hair off. So that was the first one. He looks completely different with that that giant mop on his head. Same as De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, shocking. And then... uh, You know the other guy they had was Eubanks. He played some big minutes at center, and I'll tell you what, that dude can dunk. He Mm -hmm. had a reverse dunk that was was something else. But I didn't recognize uh, him at first. And then they had they had another guy in there that I was scratching my head on that rotated in for a couple of minutes. Uh, One of the guards, I can't even remember his name. He's so obscure, but he didn't play that much, but. Anyway, Pop always does. Was it Kel-
1: Keldon Johnson?
0: Yes, yes. Yeah, Johnson. he's
1: done all right. Yeah, he's, I yeah, played him. Yeah, he's done okay. Did you? I played um, him wow. in this on this slate. Yeah, I think he got 18 plus fantasy points.
0: He, he got a lot of price. minutes. But I didn't yeah. recognize him Im- immediately. I, you know, I had to look twice. But um, I, I swear, Doc, or I mean, uh, Pop tends to play a few guys in the mix that, if they were on another team, I don't think they'd ever play. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm telling you, take Eubanks out of the Spurs and stick him on, you know, Portland or something. He doesn't see the floor. Right. So anyway, I don't know. It's it always cracks me up. But <laughs> Spurs don't impress me, though. I mean, I, I think I'm going to make the call on this one. I think Philly is pissed. I think they're feeling the heat. And I think the Spurs are going to be tired after a hard fought win tonight. And I don't think they're that talented. Uh, Murray extended himself tonight. Uh, you know, so did DeRozan. I think Philly blows them out. And, and, you know, I know it's hard to predict blowouts when you're building a DFS lineup, but sometimes you have to if you're looking at, at who you want to build with. So for the Spurs and that rotation, you know, DeJounte played well. I think DeJounte Murray might be the top guy of anybody on this team. Uh, they're going to key on DeRozan like crazy. Uh, White and Walker, uh, White Walker. Hey, that's uh, a little uh, Game of Thrones deal there. But uh, the White Walker, either one of them, I'm not quite feeling are worth their salary. And Jakob Pertl is not going to be able to handle Joel. He'll probably be in foul trouble like he was tonight. He ended up playing like 22 minutes uh, because he was in foul trouble and fouled out. So, uh, not high on the Spurs team, not sure what the rotation will be, especially if Philly extends this score. For the betting guys out there listening, Philly minus seven seems like a great play to me. Um, I'd take that in a heartbeat. And then you got uh, the regular Philly starters, Milton Richardson, Harris Simmons, and Embiid. And, and you know, the question is, do you spend the gigantic dollars For Embiid, Simmons, and Harris, three of the top 12 highest priced guys on the slate, uh, if the game does blow out by any stretch, or do you try to get a little bit cheaper option in a Milton Richardson? For me, I don't like it. I'm going to have most of my exposure in four of the six games. Uh, This is the second game on the board that just terrifies me. It is a 229 over under, so that is a lot You know, that's a big number. It's very respectable. And, you know, it's the second highest on the board. And you certainly can play some folks here. I think this will be the pivot game for a lot of people. But it's going to be one that I mostly fade, Andrew. I don't know if that's good or bad. What do you think?
1: Well, I I like your breakdown. I I think the blowout risk is important to consider here because the studs for Philly are so expensive. But... You know, there is a chance here, just that little dynamic, Brett Brown. Um, you know, I don't think he's going to really put the pedal to the metal uh, against Pop here. They, I think they tend to play it a little bit closer. And uh, I think no matter what happens, I think this is a an opportunity for Ben Simmons to be quite productive while he's out there. You know, and if they end up winning by 20, I think... It'll be in large part because of him. He had 50 fantasy points against the Spurs here earlier. So he's my favorite guy on the Sixers side. I'll have some exposure to him. I think I'm going to probably pass on Joel Embiid. That extra 1,200 is just a little bit too much on DraftKings to get up to 10.3. Same thing. Tobias Harris, 8,600 is a lot for him. Um, I will play him some. You know, it's just a juicy, juicy matchup here. Uh, so I'm going to get some Sixers and hope that it's, you know, not a complete blowout. And on the Spurs side, I agree with you in terms of the pecking order. DeJounte Murray's the first guy I would look at. You know, then you look at somebody like Lonnie Walker. Now he's priced up to 4.4. Makes you really think about it. Uh, but for me, really, Ben Simmons is the key here. Uh, you know, hope that he really gets it done while he's out
0: there. Yeah, you know what? I I don't disagree with you, but he's 9100 and and I sold myself short. Simmons is second, Embiid fifth. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Let me let me go back to this. It's Embiid I think that's second, right? Right. Yes, Embiid second, Simmons fifth, and Harris eighth. They have three of the top eight expensive guys on the entire slate. That that's rough. Uh, you know, I agree with you. If I rostered a guy from Philly, Simmons would be the, the choice. I think you're right there. Uh, you know, for the listeners that don't know, Brett Brown was a, a long time assistant for pop, but I, you know, I've been in that situation where I've had a young coach that goes out and coaches another team. And there's nothing more than a, a coach wants to do than hand it to his old boss just to give him the business. So I think Philly, you know they need this game. They feel the pressure, and I think he'd be have no problem rolling it up on the old pop. <laughs> <laughs> so we will see. All right, man. Last game, and we can uh, start getting prepared for uh, KBO. Just a joke. Just a yeah, joke. right. <laughs> uh, all right. Final game on the slate. It is the late night sweat game, all by itself. And then, of course, it has to be the L.A. Lakers versus the Utah Jazz, 9 o'clock, 8 Eastern. Right now, we've got a very low over-under of 218.5, second lowest on the board. Lakers only a six-point favorite. And as far as any people dinged up here, guess what? Anthony Davis is on the the injury report. No, it can't be. First time ever, yeah. I think you must have misread that. I – looking right at i can't believe it myself but they have uh, lebron and anthony davis both probable at 85 percent i think that's just you know it is what it is and i don't think it means much royce o'neill your man is 75 percent so probable but not as probable as lebron and ad you've got the regular uh guys james pope green davis and mcgee and conley mitchell ingles o'neill and gobert so Interesting game. Uh, before I share my two cents, I'd love to hear your take on this because I think I'm going to have a few players in this late night sweat game. Not really late, late night sweat game, but I just yeah, I I like I'm still of that theory that we talked about the other day that Utah's pace of play has increased progressively with the addition of Clarkson and And just it seems like Snyder has turned it up a little bit there. Um, Again, they don't want to get in a foot race with L.A. They'll run them out of the gym. But both teams play really good defense. I get that. But, you know, you've got two quality teams here. I think that there might be a few sneaky plays. So let me hear the brilliance of Mr. Hanson on this one.
1: Well, I'm I'm going to tiptoe through this one because of those defenses. I I agree. It's important – that we keep mentioning the fact that Utah is picking up the pace. That is a very important change here in the bubble. Um, but Lakers are third defensively. Jazz are 11th defensively on the season. So I'm just not thrilled about, about the game overall. Um, the guy that jumps out to me still as a value play is Kuzma. 4.4 on DraftKings is just way too cheap for the amount of minutes he's getting, the amount of looks. Um, So I like him. Caruso is one of the the other value plays on this slate who remains at a good price at 3.1. He's probably my second favorite Laker, but I don't even know if I'll get there because I I do like Kuzma enough. Um, The studs for the Lakers, you know, we we both faded them the last game against Toronto. I think they'll be probably more productive here, but LeBron 10.7, I don't think I want to go there. Um so I, i'm I'm just not gonna do it. I'm not gonna spend up on the Lakers and I'm not seeing anybody on the jazz that i that I really want to play. You could look at Clarkson at four point nine um but
0: for the most part i'm I'm just gonna fade this game. Interesting. um, my plays here are pretty simple. I think you you hit on them. I've got two value plays here that I just think are too cheap. Anything sub 5,000 right now with the way the pricing is on FanDuel and DraftKings is is so low. Right. I mean they have, you know, scrub guys at 6 grand. So the fact that you can you can get sub 5k on Clarkson and on Kuzma off the bench for both of these teams, I think are great guys to round out your team so I've, I've got a lot of interest in in both of those guys the only other guy I like in this game is my favorite payup guy and I am gonna have him hundred percent owned in all of my Gpps and all of my cash games and I am going to reveal that tomorrow in our discord to all our members I don't think you can win this slate without this man on your team. Wow. So okay. I know it, it's only a few guys that you can consider here. Consider what what I've said. But, you know, I'm going to tell you that this one guy is is the key, I think, to taking something down tomorrow. So that gives a little tease for our guys that are uh, hopefully going to join in tomorrow. And, you know, I, I like to save my, my silver bullets uh, for – Uh, Our members that are, you know, we're a family in there. So we got to have each other's back and we want to take some stuff down. So uh, if you want to become a member, we'd love to have you. You can join for a week, a month, or a year. Just go to dfscoachtalk.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter, dfscoachtalk, and uh, we'll be happy to answer any questions for you there. Uh, We will be in. Discord, 30 minutes before both locks on FanDuel and DraftKings. And we will be providing, as normal, a full lineup for FanDuel and a really solid coaches clipboard uh, for DraftKings, which is a pool of players with a highlighted core that really gives you a chance to build something special. And it's worked out fantastic for our members, uh, both on on, uh, DraftKings with the pool, and then uh, FanDuel as well. We've also been uh, adding a GPP play or two in there. Uh, Both Andrew and I provided a GPP on FanDuel, and uh, we very well may do that again tomorrow, but you'll have to tune in to see uh, how that one rolls. All right. It's getting late or early, depending on what way you want to look at it. So we don't want to take too long. We want to give you a chance to listen to this uh, six-game Slate Preview uh, tomorrow morning, and then join us uh, on Twitter and in Discord. I'd like to thank our presenting sponsors, MyBookie.ag and TVG.com, two of my favorite spots. Uh, Also, our charity of choice here is MambaOn3.org. That's M-A-M-B-A-O-N-T-H-R-E-E.org. Wonderful, wonderful charity. So that is it, my man. I think we have covered all the bases. I think we are off to a good start. For those that can't sleep tonight, I'm going to be posting this in about 30 minutes. And for those that are up early in the morning, good morning. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. So any final words there, Mr. Hansen?
1: No, it's funny. You sound like you're broadcasting like the Wimbledon or the French Open, something that's where they greet the Americans that are having breakfast (laughs) yes when they're they're over there having lunch and here we are we're having our midnight snack and we're greeting people for breakfast but uh it was fun to break it down here and look forward to building some lineups with you tomorrow it's gonna be fun just
0: keep making some money keep building the bankroll all right appreciate everybody and uh for the entire dfs coach talk team and especially my partner here mr andrew hansen i am coach we'll look to catch you again tomorrow when we crush it in DFS.